This episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by Craftco, the world's leading manufacturer of packaged pavement preservation materials and equipment for the asphalt industry. Learn more at craftco.com. What's up, guys? We are back. Blacktop Banter. It's cold out. I went for a little run this morning. Uh, been getting up early, 5 a.m., a little bit earlier sometimes, which is an adjustment. I really need the rest. I've been out in the field this in the, this year and uh, need the rest. But my hands got cold this morning, like cold, cold. And it was a reminder of, yeah, man, you live in Wisconsin. You guys live in the north. It's coming. And how how fitting that would be because my neighbor to the east is Michigan and my good friend Ryan Austin from BSI joins us today. Ryan, how you been doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great, man. Uh, excited to be here. Um, you know, it's a it's a great day when I get to talk to Marvin at Blacktop Banner. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, I've been following you really closely, so I'm really, really, uh, I'm like the cheerleader that you that you that you have in the background. I keep cheering for you, man. It's uh, I always say that uh, you know the the people that you know are in this in the limelight that stay true to who they are are people that I want to be around and I, I I truly believe that you're one of those guys so I just want to commend you for really just staying true to who you are and just really you know running the play as we call it here at BSI. Hey man, I really really appreciate that and uh yeah man, we've been you know, we've been friends now for a long while and uh I really appreciate that and I appreciate the support. You know, it's it, to see us kind of do our thing, you yourself are in the limelight. I would I would position yourself there. Uh, it's important, I think. It's important to be genuine. It's important to be true and, and build relationships on that. We see a lot of flashes in the pan, and, um, you know, that's kind of one thing in our industry that keeps people at arm's length, right, are the flashes in the pan because you kind of wonder their motives or, or why they're doing certain things. Uh, you and I have been able to connect really well because um, we like to be positive and we like to do good makes us feel good, makes our lives feel meaningful, and we connect really, really well on that. But before we get into all that, um, as I mentioned, Ryan is president at BSI, Birmingham Steel Coat. Uh, if you haven't found Ryan on LinkedIn or Facebook or Birmingham Steel Coat anywhere, you're not looking very hard because uh, it's always in my feed. And it's not always about the work, right? Everybody always posts pictures of their work and what they're doing. A lot of times when I see Birmingham Steel Coat, it's because they're doing something outside of putting in an amazing highway down the Detroit area or doing a large-scale school parking lot or all this stuff. And that's really what connects us. So I'm going to let you give the, everybody a little bit of background about BSI because they may not be f- familiar and yourself. Um, but for the most part, introduce yourself to the listenership and uh, give us a little bit of background, my friend. So uh, my name is Ryan Austin. Um, I'm actually from a small town called Oxford, Michigan. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I can say to you guys to tell you a little bit about me is, is like, you know, I, I love to be positive. Um, and I become, you know, I become a very, very good, uh, you know, I, I want to call it a servant leader. Um, every single day I wake up, um, that's on my mind. Um, my mission is to help one person every single day. And, you know, sometimes that's a ripple effect where it can affect more, but, you know, that's my mission and that's what I wake up to. A uh, little bit of background about me. I've been in this business. This is our 20th year uh, at Birmingham Seal Coat or BSI Paving now that we like to call it. 
Um, we do a lot of uh, paving now, concrete. We're a full-service asphalt and concrete company. And believe it or not, um, I don't consider my, my, you know, our company here at BSI uh, a normal asphalt company. Um, we're a family. Um, we, we, we go to war together every single day. And I think that that's a, that's a big thing for us. So, and I can't, I can't not say, uh, uh, I have four kids, you know, I have four kids, uh, 16, 14, 12, and three year old. And three of those are girls and one is a boy. And for those of you guys, a lot of people don't know is, is I just celebrated my 20th wedding anniversary with my high school sweetheart. So we've been together, uh, 27 years now total. And, you know, I think that that just goes to show of how much relationships uh, are important to me, you yeah. know, because yeah. relationships are tough, they're hard work, and it's not easy. So it's it's working every single day on those relationships are what's key. So the last six years um, have been really, that's been my forefront of this company is just building relationships, not only with my employees, but, you know, my customers. And, you know, we don't just do work with everybody. We do work with people that we know, like, and trust. And just mm -hmm. like as the vice versa, you know, people want to, you know, do work with you if they know, like, and trust you. So I think that's the biggest thing is, is just, just knowing who I am. Uh, and a lot of people don't know who I am is like, I am a servant leader and I want to make sure I help others before myself. You know, one thing that comes to mind about that is your consistency in that, right? And people are like, man, it's just consistently good, positive things come out of there. Well, <laughs> Ironically, and, you know, I think about myself in that regard, that's just who you are. Like, it's easy to be consistent when that's just your character trait, right? Uh, the wild part of that is that it's a conscious choice as well, right? Because the world and society, you and I have talked about this, can just bring you down if you want it to, right? If you let it, you can. All you have to do is consciously, like, you know, I actually think that's your blood type is be positive. I'm going to guess, <laughs> right? I like so that. I, I like that. I think I'm going to use that. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I think that's kind of what, what attracted us together uh, from the forefront is just that genuine positivity. Um, the very first experience I had of getting to know Ryan Austin was, it, well, um, besides just reputation and, and off stuff, is we spent time, we spent a week together in Miami at an event. Uh, I didn't have a place to stay. I came on the fly. Ryan's like, you're staying with me. Uh yeah, you spend some time, you know, with guys uh, in the same room, same vicinity, uh, yeah. where you have to do daily stuff that men have to do. Uh, you get to know somebody pretty personal pretty quick. But one thing I always found out uh, or found um, or I guess what I found out during that trip is how incredibly humble Ryan is. Uh, you know, we, of course, as business owners talk about numbers. And Ryan threw numbers out that to me was just like, well, I can see I'm probably a little bit under par. And then we get talking. I'm like, well, shoot, I guess I'm not under par, right? Everything gets into perspective when we have some conversations about that. But we, we, what we ended up doing was finding out that there's a lot of similarities because we go through seasons. We go through work seasons. We encounter same struggles, some large scale. When you're larger scale, they're larger. When you're smaller, those same struggles are they feel just as, you know, impending as we get on them. And that's really where we started to connect. So tell us a little bit about your season so far, and then uh, we'll go from there. So we've had, you know, we've had an incredible season. I mean, it's, uh, the, so let me go back a little bit. Um, you know, six years ago, 
um, I changed the whole philosophy of our company. Um, we, be, we, we started becoming a team atmosphere. Before we were a team, but we were smaller. So what we did was we started reflecting and building leaders um, and within our company. And I think the biggest thing with that is, is this year we've had the last, you know, three years, we've had some huge growth. Um, what I mean by that is, is growing anywhere from 30 to 40% every year. And a lot of people, they tend to get, you know, scared, uh, things get too fast, you know, things get, you know, where you're like, you, you eventually find out and you're like, I'm not making any money because I'm just growing, growing, growing. <laughs> And, and to be honest with you, we had that struggle six years ago, but the last three years, you know, we've dialed in and just by being consistent has been rewarding. I mean, this year, um, you know, we've got some key players in our company and key players that have come from other companies that mm -hmm. were like, like you say, very influential in the business and they're known mm -hmm. by everybody and they just come. And, and, and I say that you know, as humble as I can because, you know, it's not something I'm doing within my company. It's what we do. We are doing as a team. It's like we are really focusing on being a family here at BSI. We're focusing yep. on building our culture, building our leaders, and we're, we're really focused on being solution driven. So like our core values are family, integrity, and being solution driven. So, you know, when you have those core values, you hire and fire by those core values. So when mm -hmm. we hire, when we hire are hiring these guys, like they're seeing the impact of the company, what's going on. So just 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 so you guys know, we had a big win about a month ago, and I was I was just I was struggling. Like I'm I'm telling you right now, I'll tell you my struggles. I will. I'm an open book. You know, like this isn't all like rainbows and unicorns out here. I mean, this is hard work. This is a <laughs> lot of failures. This is a lot of tests. This is a lot of you know. Yeah you know, bad days. And, you know, I, I tell people is, is like, you know, they, these people put all this stuff out there and they're like, oh, it's all perfect. Everybody's it's a highlight reel. Highlight reel. Yep. To be honest with you, my highlight re reel has several mistakes, at least a week, several. Yeah. And, and, and they're learning experiences because, you know, if you don't learn from your mistakes on a constant basis, I tell my brothers all the time, we don't need to worry about the big things in our business. We need to worry about the little things because the yeah. little things during the big things so if we can catch it when it's little and yeah. have hard conversations and stuff like that so that's what we've you know really worked to this year is just having a very transparent uh culture in this company we're family driven we're servant leaders and we're solution driven meaning like you don't come to me with a problem come to me with a solution and we'll work through this together and there's yeah. no right or wrong answer and i think well, that's the biggest thing with us so well sure what do you, you think for sure you know you see, we talk to a lot of guys that, uh, you know, are entering the industry or they are finally making a little bit of money in the industry. And then they see guys like yourself and your brother. Shout out to Mark. Been a minute since I've seen that guy myself. Um, that have all this equipment, have the office, have all this stuff. And they're like, these guys are crushing. Right. But they don't understand is that 10 years ago, six years ago, when you had all this stuff, and you were like, like you're saying, yeah, we have all this stuff and we're growing. We have no money, right? It's, it's easy for somebody to get into the business, not scale and put money in their pocket and be making more than a company that's well into seven figures, right? Into the net anyways, guys don't understand that. Right. And I, I worry about guys because you know, as well as I do, the more you climb the ladder, 
the less guys can handle that ladder right mm -hmm. at the top. They're not built from it. They don't have the network to do it. It's very important to make sure you have the right structure. One thing, like you were talking about, is we've spent the last six, seven years since you and I have known each other building a network that supports us as we've been able to grow. So we've been able to change the focuses of our businesses that help it have a good foundation, right, and go into the future and finally like put money in our pockets and whatnot. So um, I think that that's important to, to, to touch on and that you're able to, to speak to that, right, that I would argue, and maybe you will too, that our most valuable asset we have in our, our businesses isn't the pieces of equipment. It's more than likely our network, right? The people we know. Um, would you, would you agree with that one, my friend? I would, I would totally agree. And I think that the, the biggest thing that we were talking about this, this morning, my, one of my sales managers, uh, Jeremy, which is a great asset that I picked up a couple of years ago. And we were talking cause every week we meet as like kind of like a mentorship and yep. we work on yep. getting better every single, you know, week. And, and we were talking about like, you know, really just like, you know, learning and being humble about when you make a mistake. Like, for instance, uh, going through some issues right now with, uh, you know, my concrete division. And I'm going to be very blunt and honest with everybody because there's nothing to hide, you know, here. I had, I put somebody in a position um, probably too soon. Um, and I want to tell this story because here's the thing. If I tell the story, you're going to learn something from it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I learned from it this morning. And so what I mean by that is, is I failed as a boss and I was, I was aware of it and I understood it. And so like mm -hmm. I, I told myself, how do I learn from this and how do I move on so this doesn't happen again? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have, to, you have to take that stance and say, you know what, like I made a mistake. How do I fix from that? Because ultimately it's in like, it's what you were talking about in the beginning, like this extreme ownership. This book is so awesome. And the reason why <laughs> is because even in the first chapter, he's talking about, you know, how, you know, they go into war together. Okay. Yep. And they're, 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 on, they're battling and they're going against somebody right now. And they find out that they're, they're actually going at each other. So we got American citizens, you know, crossing fire. And Jocko Willing comes back and he gets everybody in a round circle and he goes, hey, you know, whose fault is this? And the one sniper gets up and he says, it's, it's my fault. And then Jocko's like, no, it's not your fault. And then three other people get up and say, it's my fault. And Jocko goes, no, I'm the commander. It's my fault. Yeah. It's, it's knowing that you are the leader. So ultimately, it's your fault. So pointing mm -hmm. the finger at people saying that they didn't do their job or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. This is, I, I, I hope people are listening right now because this will change the directory of your company. You cannot point fingers at anybody because ultimately, three fingers are pointing back at you. I'm sure your grandparents, your mom told you this back when you were younger. You point fingers, there's three pointing back at you. There's three to one. So it's ultimately your fault. So when I look at things and I make mistakes and I analyze things and how do I do it, I need to be able to to create better leaders in my company. But ultimately, I have to be the one that's responsible for everything. And so like this this story, extreme ownership, you've got to take ownership in your company. So if you start pointing fingers and saying, this guy didn't do his job, no, you didn't do your job because you didn't train him properly. You didn't educate him properly. You didn't stop it. So going back to my story with my concrete, I know that I made the mistake. I let it go on too long. I made excuses. I said, you know, 
it'll work itself out. It'll work yep. itself out. It'll be fine. But ultimately, I'm the one that failed our company for that position. And so, like, if you can tell yourself and you can look in the mirror every single day and say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I need to work on things every single day and I need to educate myself. That is the most pivotal thing you can do is just being true to yourself and saying, you know what? I'm not perfect. I make mistakes on a constant basis. But if you're pointing fingers, that culture in your company, you will never get to where you want to be. So no. if you're if you're looking at that and you're thinking, oh, shoot, I did that yesterday or I did that the day before. There's always a time to change. The change is now. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Well, you know, you touched on a good point there with, uh, you know, that you put the wrong person in the wrong position too soon or, or whatever. And, man, it's going to happen. Like you said, we make mistakes every day. What you, the thing that makes a difference is being humble enough to be like, okay, the responsibility falls on me because I made that call, right? Now, there are accountability things where, like, you know, this person tried to do everything or do whatever, and it was my fault that I put the wrong person in the wrong position, hoping that they would have it, right, or whatever. Uh, we had a similar issue here at Wiscote this year. Uh, you know, we grew over the last three or four years fairly well, and I didn't put people in positions or do whatever. They We just took on responsibility. Like, hey, we're doing this now. This is your role. And they weren't hired for those positions. We just, you know, started taking it on or I put it on them. And the other thing that happened is, here we are on Blacktop Banter, a lot of my time and effort and energy as the cultural leader within Wiscote got shifted over here. And then if I'm gone and absent, the culture was, you know, responsibility was put on everybody else to keep that up. And that's not, that's not their responsibility. And to be honest with you, it's hard for people to do who aren't in our circle, mine and your circle, where that's what we consume regularly, right? So it's easy for us to keep it up because that's where our vision and eyes and what is important to us is focused on where theirs aren't right. Uh, you know, they leave, they leave the doors of Wiscoat and they have their own family, their own responsibility, their own interests and their own influences outside of that. Right. It could be negative influence. They bring them back to the doors. If I'm not there for a week, I show up and say, Hey, how's it going? They're gonna be like, like you care. Right. And that makes a big difference. And, and we work on that. We find a problem. We find a solution. We start putting the solution in. That's what leaders do. So, for us, that's what we're working on, uh, as same same as yours. But you did talk about being an open book, and you know, not to not to transition, but you're taking some of what you're learning and your experiences in life and sharing that with the world, as we saw on social media. But right below that beautiful sticker that's behind you is a book uh, that you happen to be able to take part in this year. You tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I have it actually in my hand. I went and got it before we did it, but it's uh, it's called the Joyful Entrepreneur, and it's uh, it's a it's a group of uh, you know eighteen other people that wrote this book with us. I wrote a chapter. I had the privilege and honor to be able to. Um, I, I call it. I'm like a little mustard seed compared to most of these people in the book. You know, it's like one of those little things. Like why why me? Well, you know, back in back when I was in high school, I'm gonna be very blunt with you. I wasn't the smartest kid. You know, I I my education background, I kind of just you know just let things go. Didn't really yep. work on things. My English was not so good, and you know, I I could barely read. You know, to to be but very blunt with you, I I could read, but I wasn't retaining it, and I was just mm -hmm. reading through it like it wasn't important to me. And so like my goal, something that I told myself I could never do. I'm going back and starting to do the things. So I was praying about it 
quite a bit. I was actually like, you know, I really want to write a chapter above a book or I want to write a book of, you know, just of how, who I am and, you know, how, what I'm doing and how, you know, how, you know, how I want people to perceive me. And mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I wanted to, I wanted to put it all on paper. So I, I was, I was really praying for like three or four months and, you know, all of a sudden I got this call, you know, and they're like, Hey, we got a slot in this book. And, you know, anybody's doing a book, they're going to call you, blah, blah, blah. But it's just so weird how everything transitioned, you know, with my faith and how everything's been really, you know, transpiring in the last six years. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I looked at this and I'm like, you know what, this is, this is a great opportunity. And I, and, and to be honest with you, I got the privilege to be able to write this book with uh, Keith and Lillian Calloway. Um, which is, you know, amazing. Uh, you know, Marcus Ellis was another one that, you know, is on social media quite a bit that, you know, just he uses the word love and he tells everybody he loves them. I mean, those those people are, in my book, influencers. I mean, influencers that are changing oh, yeah. like, on a daily basis. And, and like me, I'm, I, you know, I don't consider myself that. I consider myself somebody that, like, if you need somebody to call, I'm here ask a yep. question, I made a million mistakes, I'll help you out. You know, it's like, <laughs> and to be, you know, to be honest with you, I just, you know, when this happened, I'm like, I just said, yes, you know, I'm like, yes. So, yeah. you know, I wrote this chapter and, you know, everybody that's read my chapter has said, you know, you are spot on. This is exactly the person you are. This is the, you know, this is what people need to read. You know, mm -hmm. you know why is because this is what's going to empower people to do things because, to be honest with you, I didn't, I wasn't raised in like this. I was going to say, you're the normal average, yeah. you know, you, you, you have a normal, you know, this is what's crazy. You and I have similar upbringings. Those are normal upbringings now. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, that kind of stinks that that's the normal upbringing now. But what it does is create contrast and allows people to, to relate to guys like yourself and myself they see us on social media they get to know us in real life or whatever and they're like yeah it's possible like it's possible to do these things and have a 20-year marriage with four fantastic kids who don't gray your beard at all right yeah, right. yeah it's, it's possible to run a multi-million dollar business and not be so great at reading right um it's impossible it's possible to have a beautiful physique and not be an athlete like it works out yeah. fantastic right but uh you know it's it i think that that's the to me ryan that's the biggest trait i think you know i i tried for a long time to be something like i want to be something and when you find out that who you are is something and you start to embrace that that becomes your biggest trait like who we are our stories you just being you know ryan we, before we were on the podcast, Chris was like, hey, tell me a little about Ryan. I'm like, dude, he's probably one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. And it's like, what a fantastic thing to say, right? Of all the stuff that Ryan Austin has done in his life, just what he's made up of is the first thing that comes out of my mind, right? Is, dude, he's one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Like, that's that's who I like to be around, right? And, and that's the be positive blood type that Ryan Austin has. But... um what's crazy is time will pass and I won't think about my friend Ryan Austin. And then all of a sudden something hits me. I see something on social media or, or wherever I get a call or whatever. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there's Ryan Austin. There's BSI. 
and that happened here recently. Uh, I was on social media, and I was we have different things we follow and whatnot, and in different influences. And CBS News profile comes across, and here's my friend Ryan Austin smiling in a picture, and a trooper, and somebody else. And I thought. Of course, why not, right? Why why would this not happen, and why would this not come across my feed? Uh, tell us a little bit about this situation and what went on and how it started to get national exposure and whatnot, uh, and give us a little bit of background on it because, um, you know, I seen it on uh, the CBS thing, and then people started sending it, you know, to me. Give us a very slightly, like, what happened. And then don't go into detail. Just tell us okay. like what it is. So basically what happened was is I had an interview. So I went to the CRIM uh, training uh, the week before I ran the CRIM. And I was running and I ran into this girl. And this girl was, I had my Did she BSI. fall down? Did she fall down? Or? Nope, nope, nope. I was running. I had oh. my BSI shirt on. And she says, yep. oh, do you, you want an asphalt and concrete company? And she's like, do you have trucks? And I am go... <laughs> Hmm, that's a weird question to ask. Yeah, trucks. I said, I have, yeah. I have quite a few trucks. And she's like, well, she's like, I don't mean to pry, but she's like, my boyfriend, and, or she said, actually, my fiance, mm -hmm. um, she goes, he's looking for a job. And I said, oh, okay. Common story, I, right? Common, common story. story. You know, everybody, you know, starting conversation. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's, you know, that's perfect. What does he do? Well, he just graduated in April and with his CDLA. And he's looking for a truck driving job. And he said he's, you know, he was with a, another company and they didn't have very safe equipment. And he's like, every person that's trying to hire him is 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 saying he doesn't have enough experience. Well, yep. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is a second chance business. People need a second chance. So what I did yep. was I said, you know what? I don't normally do interviews on, on Monday, but I just, I felt this like God nudge that like, just, just do it. Do because it. here's the thing. You have an interview on Monday. It's 99% most likely that person doesn't show up. They forget about it. They they have a hard weekend. They just, you know, common. I'll, just, I'll just figure it out. So, yeah, so me to go against the grain on this is like, okay, this is a Monday, busy weekend. I come back to work. I got to do a bunch of stuff. And I, I set this, this interview up for 9 a.m. Well, but, but it turns into a non-traditional interview in a very non-traditional monday correct i think it was probably one of the most powerful mondays we've had all year so Man. like this, this story this story just gives me i'm getting goosebumps and i'm getting tear-eyed because it's like the key is to the story is like you don't expect this to ever happen and the reason yeah. why is because it's not something that i did it's something somebody else did that yep. changed the life of somebody else and well, i think that's where the multiple things happen is like it's it coincided where something happened and then all of a sudden this kid this guy's life's changed completely well i think that's a story that i want to i want you to hear i think chris wants you to hear it but i also think everybody else wants you to finish out some details on the story real quick we're going to jump to some commercial breaks or just one commercial break brought to you by some sponsors that bring you this podcast and, and brings Ryan to sit across from us today and tell us some stories. So we're going to jump to those. And then when we come back, Ryan's going to fill us in on the details about what I'm going to call the, the unorthodox Monday. And uh, it's a great story. We can't wait for you to catch up and hear it. 
Asphalt maintenance contractors. Winter's just around the corner, and we all know the harmful effects that colder months have on pavement. Here at Wiscoat, we've tried a lot of products. We keep coming back to Craftco because of their crack and joint sealers are the best in the industry. No matter the climate that you're located in, Craftco has products that will fit your needs. Find the full product lineup at craftco.com. That's C-R-A-F-C-O.com. Have you seen the smoothness and compaction that Dynapack Seismic Technology has recently brought to the asphalt industry? It's incredible. And Dynapack's CC900G roller may just be the best roller on the market for driveway and parking lot paving contractors. It's even better than the little yellow one that you're used to seeing. But don't take my word for it. Give the CC900G a test run yourself by visiting Dynapack.com and finding a retailer near you. Say goodbye to potholes and roadway damage without the need for large crews, heavy equipment, or toxic chemicals. Aquafault is the only permanent repair material for asphalt and concrete that uses water. And installation is simple. Just pour, add water, and tamp. It's that easy. An Aquafault repair can be opened to traffic immediately and fully sealed within 24 hours. Plus, the product is backed by a three-year warranty and is made in the USA. Visit Aquafault.com. That's A-Q-U-A-P-H-A-L-T.com to learn more. I'm incredibly proud of the Blacktop Banner Edition seal coating unit produced in partnership with KM International and available now in both the 550 and 700 gallon versions. Custom built on the same frame as their bulletproof hot boxes, I work closely with KM to design what I believe is the best seal coating unit on the market. A unit designed by a contractor for contractors. See the entire walkthrough of the unit on Blacktop Banner's YouTube channel or visit kminternational.com to learn more and place your order. Since its inception, Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance has branded our trucks with the 1-800-BLACKTOP number from the 800 Paven Network and consistently seen increases in leads and jobs completed. I know the 800 Paven Network can do the same for your business. Visit 1-800-PAVEMENT.COM and get set up with your custom phone number today. All right, we're back. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors who make Blacktop Banner possible. And Ryan left us on a cliffhanger about this Monday. That gives him goosebumps and eerie-eyed thinking about it. But I think it's an embodiment of Ryan and him being so personally involved with BSI, his asphalt business. So tell us a little bit about the details. You set, uh, you know, to go back, you set up an interview for a Monday for this so guy it, who, it's like, who... Yeah, it's like 8.45... I get a okay. text and he says, my truck broke down. He sent a little video. He's like, I'll get there as soon as I can. And I'm like, basics, common story. Here we go again. Story. Here we go again. You yeah. know? And I just, I just felt like, like I felt depleted because I'm like, man, like, what did I do wrong? Or what did I like? Did I go yeah. against the grain? Did I like, like, is, is this something I should have stuck to my guns? I don't do interviews on Monday, but something still mm -hmm. told me like, Ryan, this is a second chance business. Just wait it out. Wait it out. See what happens. So I get this other text like four minutes later, and a, and a, and it's with him a selfie. Like who sends a selfie to a, yeah. a guy that he's never? He like he sends me a selfie, and in the background he's in a car. In the background there's a backpack, and I'm like I zoom it in, and I zoom it in, and I'm like what the heck's going on? And it says state trooper, and I'm like. What the heck? Oh, here we so go. Like, Common story again. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, what's going on here? And yep. And so I was like, you know, what's going on? Well, 
Meanwhile, this guy breaks down. He tells me that he's going to be here as soon as he can, and then I get a picture yep. of a selfie, and I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? So I text him back. I go, what's, you know, are you okay? What's, what's going deal? on? And he's like, well, my truck had a fire, and I'm on my way to the job interview. And I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, the state trooper is giving me a ride to my interview. And I'm like, what? Who does this? Like, right. this is like... This is like I get all like I, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm like, well, why would somebody do this? Like you had a fire, you're on the side of the road, you're on the way to the interview. Cop yeah, shows yeah. up. Normally the cops just like, you know what, get get a tow truck, get your stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's the normal classic. Hey, get it done. It is what it is. Well, meanwhile, I get an inter I get this thing and I'm, I'm looking at my cameras up in front of me and I'm looking at my cameras and all of a sudden this state trooper pulls into the BSI we yeah. call it headquarters here. And I'm like, what? So I run out. Like, literally, I run outside, and I'm like, I walk right up to the cop. I don't even I, I don't even say hi to Alan. I run, because he's still in the car. I run around, and I literally say, What's going on? You just changed the directory of this guy's life. Yeah. Thank you. And I get teary-eyed, because it's like, people have things happen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Not all, they said. They said in the ad, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, in the article, right? They said yeah, in the article he was a hero because yeah. he he literally because I if he didn't show up to the interview, I probably would have never talked to him again. Oh, because that's sure. just how it is. That's just how it is. And and Alan's telling me the story, and he's like, man, he's like, my car caught on fire. He's like, six or seven people called, must have called. The state trooper came. He, he he literally told me to hang tight in my car, and he comes up and he goes, hey, how are you going to get to this interview? He goes, I don't know. He's like, hop in the car. I'll take you. Yeah. Like, that is like... Makes a difference. Is, something something yeah. simple, but making a huge difference in this guy's life, right? Huge difference. Because who... To be honest, there's so much bad publicity in cops, but they do so many good things. So it's like... Yeah. When, when, when something like this happens, you have to highlight the person that did it. Yeah. Because cause ultimately, ultimately, if you don't, they, they they run out of juice. They run out of, like I call it, filling your bucket, filling your yeah. cup. Because no, that's if, hope, man. Right? Yeah, it's hope. They lose it's hope. hope. Like, and and believe, it or not, hope. believe it or not, that's why I named my daughter Summer Hope. Because yeah. it was the summer of COVID, and we needed a lot of hope in this world. So I was like, she was born on the first day of summer, so I'm like, summer hope, perfect. Well, Perfect. this guy gave hope to this guy. So I yeah, gave him the sure. interview. I gave when him that, when interview. That's, well, that might be all the guy had, right? Yeah. I mean, think, think about this. All right. And if you're listening, think about this. If you are, you and I are in well positions, right? I, we have plenty of trucks. That's not an issue, right? If our truck burns down on the side of the road, we're not asking the trooper to take us somewhere because we have this amazing, important meeting to go. We're like, dude, we'll get to it when we get to it. But when your life is hinging on this interview, right? When you're at that point in life, your truck burns down, uh, you, you feel like you've lost all hope, and then somebody comes along with something that's just a simple human, you know, uh, gratitude, right? It's just a simple interaction or action of grat of of gratitude, really, to be honest with you. Like, hey, man, I got you. Right? It's a simple human yeah. thing that we do. And to that trooper, it did nothing. It cost him a little bit of time, right? 
But to that guy, it meant everything, right? And uh, not only that, there's an interaction as well with you, right? It, you get emotional about it, thinking about it, because how, how wild of Ryan Austin to be Ryan Austin, one of the nicest people I know, would give, would give somebody a ride for sure to have this guy brought here by somebody who feels that same way as well. Right. That's to me, that's what made the icing on the cake for the whole story. But continue. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So this this officer, his name's Jacob. Uh, and what's crazy about this is, is I ran it when I was out there talking to him. I said, hey, man, you, you just changed the directory of this guy. You know, I haven't hired him yet, but he's here. So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I just want to thank you. And I took his card. I said, hey, give me your card. I'm going to call the office. I'm going to thank your lieutenant. I'm just going to, you know, I, I want to make sure that he knows what you did. Mm-hmm. So I get his card and I look at it and I'm like, hmm, last name? I know, I know, I know a Fenslau. So let's, let's see if this is the right one. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, let me do the interview, you know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see if all ducks line up. This is a small world, dude. Because what, yeah. I, what I mean by this is, like, God puts people in your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And, and, and people come and go, you know, but I truly believe, you know, that there are people that are put in your, your life, just like yourself. There's no, there's no reason why God put us in that room in Florida to make sure that we grew together. Yeah, and I, what sure. I mean by that is because you can't grow life by yourself. You have to grow life with everybody. And you talk, you talk about this network thing. And so, so when I'm talking to this guy and he, in the interview, he's, he's so positive. I'm like, man, this guy is just this to a T exactly the culture that we have here. And you know, when you have truck drivers, I'm not saying anything bad about truck drivers, but they have the, <laughs> the you know, they have the perceived value of they're just, they're entitled. They, they are, are, are nasty. They, they, they basically will do whatever because they don't care because they know that we need them. And yeah, for sure. that's not our culture here. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I met this guy, I'm like, man, this guy would be a perfect fit. He has no experience, but you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. And so I said, you know, you're hired. But I, then I go into my office and I'm sitting there reflecting and I literally was like, you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to see if this is, you know, my buddy's son. So yeah. I call up my buddy Jay and I say, hey, Jay, do you have a son named Jacob? Because here's the thing is, is yes, I've known Jay for a while. I've, you know, I've known him probably for about nine, ten years. And I just, that name is just not normal. I mean, it was just like a, it was just, you know, you don't see that last name very often. So I, I said, sure. do you have a son named Jacob? He goes, yes. And I said, immediately, I said, I want to thank you. He goes, Thank me for what? I said, you raised a hero. And I want to thank you. Because your son changed the directory of a person's life today. And I get teary-eyed because that's what fills up my cup. Little, Little stuff like that. So... When I'm talking to him, I'm like, I'm just like, thank you very much. You know, you got a great son. It's a testament of the way you raised him. It's everything. And so we're talking and he's like, thank you. I really appreciate you calling me. Thank you. And so then I get off the phone and I'm just like, 
emotional like I am right now. And I'm like, I'm going to call up Alan. So I call up Alan and I'm like, hey, I just want to tell you. I told him the whole story about how I talked to the dad, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you mind if I put something on on social media for you? And and it wasn't, I wasn't going to, I didn't put it, I didn't put their names. I just put something out there. Mm -hmm. Well, I put this ad out. And immediately blew up. It was being sent to, you know, Ohio, Florida, California. It was like, it was going everywhere, you know. And I'm like, and I didn't put any names. I didn't, like, it wasn't something to, like, look at me, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, mm-hmm. this officer needs to be recognized. Like, yeah. me, the officer. So I put this thing out. I, I you know, and when I said that I didn't know how to write, I didn't know, like, I've been working six years hard on how I write, how I do things, and I read a lot now, so I'm educating myself on a constant basis, so now I consider myself an amazing writer. I mean, when I when I told you, there you go. years ago, I could barely write. So, like, yep. in, in life, if you don't say that you're good at something, or you don't yeah. say that you're great at something, you'll never be great. You'll never As a be. man thinketh, so, so is he. Yes, right. yes. see, that's, that's another book I read last year. So what I'm saying is, is like, you have to do things and tell yourself that you're better than you are. I look at myself in the mirror every day and I say, I'm going to go out and impact somebody. If Mm -hmm. I look in my eyes and I don't do it, I'm lying to myself. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, put this ad out and then now I'm getting called people's calling saying, Hey, you know, channel four. Right. we pick up the story yeah. yeah like hey will you do this will you do that i'm getting local papers i'm getting people calling me from multiple multiple networks and i don't like i don't like i don't want I, this isn't me so i yeah. said well let me call the you know jacob let me call alan and see if you guys can meet like i didn't yeah. like this is not me this is they need to be recognized for this because there's so much negativity out there in this world so i'm like mm-hmm. this is a positive thing i will support the positive <laughs> You know, I will support the media and I will say, you know what, this is, this is positive. We need to push this out there. And so I get this and the guy's like, well, I'm going to come down right now and, and, and and talk to Alan and Jacob and Jacob was, you know, in, in court right now for, for, for doing something, but he had 30 minutes. And so when this, this reporter went down there, I'm like, well, I'll just meet, I'll make sure everything goes well. I'll stand there and, you know, just kind of, you know, hear it out. Well, I'm standing there and they're they're telling their story and they're telling everything and I'm just like it's really emotional. It's really emotional because there are so many good people out in this world. But the yeah. perceived value is is nobody does this. Everybody does this. Everybody's negative. Everybody does this. Yep. That is the media drawing the narrative. And what I mean by oh, that yeah. is like like if we if we don't as people start turning that around and saying, you know, we're not going to be negative. We're going to be positive and bring that into our environment, bringing that into our workplace, bring that like Ed Milet says the best, be so positive. Negative people don't want to hang out with you. That is like the model that I live on a daily basis. If you <laughs> think that I'm going to hang around negativity, you are a wrong person. I will literally drop you like a hat and, and it'll be done because here's the thing. I don't feed off negativity. I feed off positivity. And so when you're negative, that brings me down. And I don't like that. So, like, I choose who I want to hang out with. It's my decision who I hang out with. And if you're going to be negative in my world, that's why I love hanging out with you. That's why I love hanging out with a lot of the people that I hang out with in this world is because if you are positive, I will do anything for you. And I will make sure of it. 
I will get on a plane. Yeah. I will be there. I will support you. I will do anything because here's the thing is, is like the infamous, you know, this is one of my favorite quotes, you know, one day or day one. And I've said this a million times and I've, mm. I've said it for years. Mm. Mm. I used That's a to good one. I never guy. heard that one before. I used to be that guy that says one day I'm going to do this one day yes. I'm gonna do that one day I'm going to do this. But until I said, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to be positive. Today is day one. So if you literally look at life like that, today is day one and start putting into action your things. That's how you're going to create that positivity in life. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I've, I've used this for almost 15 years, this quote. And I don't even know if anybody made it. I just might have heard it somewhere, and I just funneled it, and I just kept going. So don't tell I didn't. I didn't create the quote, I'm sure, but I'm telling you right now, I literally use that quote on a daily basis. And the reason why is because we have so many people in this world that say, one day I'm going to be here. One day yeah. I'm going to make a million dollars. One day I'm going to be $2 million in my company. But, but yeah. here's the thing is, is until you do day one, you're never going to get to that. And so right. like, and you it, have to put that into repetition. You, you realize, especially for you, right? So you and I both guard, like you said, you want to be around positive people. We guard our atmospheres very, very highly. I do, definitely, right? Uh, and I've mentored and you know, had people around that were like, well, someday, one day, someday I'm like, I can't be around that anymore. Like, I, I hate to tell you that, but, you know, I hope so for you, but I can't have that in my atmosphere. Like, it's now. Like, we're, we keep going forward. Like, not only, not only are we positive, but we move positive, right? Positive means up, right? So mm -hmm. for us, that's, I think a lot of people get that mixed up because they figure if you're trying to move in a positive direction or, or ascend, that you're being selfish when that's not it at all, right? It's just part of our character trait. We want to live the best life possible to be a, not around negativity is how you would live the best life possible. And now we have Alan, right? Who's in your story, mm. thankfully, um, where that was day one. So how long ago did all that happen? So this happened two weeks ago. He's, uh, he's on his second week now. He's doing phenomenal. Uh, we put him in a truck with one of our guys named Roy. Uh, Ellis that's been in here and he's been with me about eight years now and to be honest with you I couldn't put him with a better guy most positive guy most positive truck driver I mean I, what I mean by that is is like our whole company is, is 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 really positive because here ultimately it stems down from the top you know if you're if you're a negative leader you're gonna have a negative company and a negative vibe but if you're positive you know I told you this quote a little bit ago, be so positive, negative people don't want to have, I flushed out all the negative people in my company. And if they are negative, yeah. we got to sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, what's going on? Is everything all right mm -hmm. at home? What's going on? Did you sleep on the couch? Did you sleep in your car last night? Maybe you got kicked out. Maybe this, maybe like, there's so many variables. Empathy is huge as a leader. You know, if yeah. you can't be empathetic towards people, like I used to have a boss and this is why like I changed the philosophy of everything. I worked for several bosses that didn't care, didn't talk mm -hmm. to people, was basically put a thing up, I'm better than you. Like that's, that's what bosses do and guess what happens when bosses do that? They always are constantly saying, well, one day, uh, hopefully I'll be here one day. No, dude, yeah. you have to start. Or they just today. categorize everybody, right? Like they're all like that. Yep. You know, yep. it's like, tr like you were saying with truck drivers, they're all, yeah. you know, they all like that. Like, well, I don't yep. think that, right. Yeah. So here yep. we're trying to, to have an impact and do different things. You know, the, the, and let, 
you know, you talk about empathy. Uh, Jacob showed an immense amount of empathy, right? Like that was the first thought that entered his brain was, here's this guy who obviously is having an issue because his truck is in condition enough to start on fire on the side of the road, right? And he's trying to get to this interview. If that was me, what would I expect? What would I do? What would I hope happens? And here we have Jacob, who was raised obviously well, brought up well, has great character traits as an adult that was instilled in him that is empathy, which is a human expression, right? And we have the world that most people jump to conclusions or have set stone uh, ideas that don't express empathy, right? Where, yeah, this person has, has a different view, but why do they have that view? A lot of people don't even think that. A lot of times they just think, oh, you have a contrary view? All right, we're done. Yep, I don't, yep, you're wrong, I'm right. It's like, what? why is it even right and wrong come into it? You have empathy you know, here. You know, something that's really cool about this is like when he was, when he was being interviewed, he said, you know, we were, we, we signed an oath, protect and serve. Mm -hmm. And I think that like when you take an oath in something, you have to take that oath and you have to mean, mean it. Like, yeah. like being a servant leader, having these core values, like that's an oath to me. Like if you come at yeah. my company, that's a, that's, that's not a, a, just a thing written on the wall. No, that's a, a vow. That's yeah. a standard. That's, the, that's the, the highest standard you possibly can do. And so, like, when I was talking to Alan... And, you no, know, it's your integrity. It's your integrity. And, I yeah. mean, when you look at my BSI sticker that I look at, it says integrity on there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't hold to that, what you've committed to, then you've lost your integrity. And that's a major core value at BSI. I know that, and I don't even work there, right? Yeah. I, I, and I know that. Well, I think, too, is, like, I mean, like, for instance, I mean, I talked to Alan, like... Uh, you know, that next day after the interview and he goes, I just want to tell you something. He's like, he's like, I was two weeks away from being, you know, kicked out of my house. I was mm -hmm. going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. He's got, mm -hmm. he's got kids at home. Desperate. You know, like right? that's like, that's like gives me goosebumps because it's like Jacob did something little that affected somebody's life. Huge. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to do that. He could have said, you know what? I want to go get, I want to go get breakfast or I want to go do this, or I'm getting off shift in a little bit. I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't have time for that, but no, he takes somebody 20 minutes to an interview. That is I'll, crazy to me. I'll tell you what's crazy to me. Uh, when you are in Oxford area and you type in BSI, it's going to say asphalt paving company, right? That's to the world at the surface. That's what you do. Mm, I would think after this story, BSI probably does more than that, right? And I think that that's the basis of purpose. Uh, yeah. What you do is put blacktop in, right? Shoot, we do that. that now, this is what gets me emotional. Uh, but that's not BSI's purpose. And this is proof to that's not BSI's purpose. Sure, we can make things look good, but we can also do things that make us feel good, Right. And, and that's what BSI does. And uh, I think that you and I talk a lot about this. Um, that's the impact on our industry. That shows what we really do in this industry. Yes, we connect people and they can get to work and uh, without you know blowing their tire out because we fix potholes and we show them where to park by putting lines in. But 
it's the people that we employ and the people that we serve where we really make a difference. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for BSI being there for this guy because you can just knowing that the guy sent you a selfie, right, that he was videoing you, hey, my truck's on fire, like, you know somebody's desperate and in desperate times and all they want a lot of times is for a human to care, mm-hmm. right? And Jacob cares, right? And then here he is at BSI. BSI cares, right? Um, we're meeting him on a Monday and, and changing the direction you know, of the guy's life and making you know him BSI, feel human. Yeah. You know what BSI really stands for, right? It's bring smiles in. And I think that somebody said that to me and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's perfect. Like yeah. we bring smiles in to BSI. Yeah. Like, like that's the positive, you know, environment in here. And, and just being able to come to work every day and be able to impact people's life, not only people's life, but myself. Like, cause, yeah, for sure. cause you got to understand is like everything I do, you know, I, I, I really, the only person I really care of what, what the, how they look at me is God, you know? And so like, as long as I'm right with myself, I know that God's going to be doing whatever it takes in my life to make sure that things happen or bring smiles in or put people in the right place at the right time. I mean, to be honest with you, two years ago, it's almost two years now. It's all, it's almost two years. Come November, it's going to be two years. I've ran a men's prayer group on Tuesday mornings and it, at 5.30 a.m. And we've got... I thought, you were, I thought you were going to call me out. I thought you were going to say that's the last time I came to visit you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm telling you right now. I have a, yeah. I have a group that has 30 individuals that meet on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And it's at 5.30 a.m. And we, we just meet together. It's all men. And we meet together to be better husbands, better fathers, and, and really just to be better people and just to be servant mm-hmm. leaders. And so we go in this group and we talk, you know, a lot about, like, you know, how life is and tough. Life's tough, man. But you know, when you do life with 20 more individuals, life gets yep. easier, you know? And I, and I want to yeah. share this because it's like, you know, like if you need something or Kyle Schoen needs something or Daniel Wright needs something, they call me and they say, you know what, Ryan, I'm struggling with this. Or I call them, I'm struggling with this. And we, and we coincide together and we have a solution for it. It's the most powerful thing in networking. And the reason yeah. why is because you have a brotherhood that you can count on anybody at any time. And I think that that's what's really important. You know, I mean, I was just talking to Keith Sr. yesterday, Keith uh, Calloway Sr., and I was talking to him, and he just finished a marathon. And he, he's, 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 struggling, he, he's struggling a little bit with some things. And, 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 and uh, I told him, I said, man, I said, I'm here. Do you need me to get on a plane today? And he said, yeah. I think I can work it out. I think I can work it out. But I said, I'm a phone call away. You know, yep. and that's what this group entails is like, you have to be there for people because us mm-hmm. men in this world nowadays, we have to be there for us, you know, everybody. We have to be here for our, our guys because you know what? You need to be open. You need to be transparent. You need to be, hey, I'm struggling today, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I talk to you for a little bit? Men don't do that, but now men are starting to do that. And the reason why is because we have so much responsibility on our backs. And so well, they... Uh, You've seen their stats, right? Uh, loneliness at all time high. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it got. I seen Surgeon General put out that loneliness is at epidemic status. Like it's it's an epidemic. Being lonely. Here we are, more people in the world than it has ever existed, 
and we're lonelier than we ever been, whether that's COVID, whether that's being on your phone too much, doing whatever. Think about all the bad things that come from feeling alone, right? I mean, nightmare. I mean, nightmare. That's, that's a nightmare to have that feeling. I know. I felt it. I know what that feels like. How sometimes, dude, just you sending me a text, hey, did you see this? Hey, I like this, or Kyle, or or anybody else from outside there. I'm I I feel bad sometimes because I know it's been so long since I said hey, right? And I know what it feels like to feel alone. You you don't you don't have that issue if you keep networking and keep your circle and keep the negativity out and keep the positivity in. Think about how more than likely excited Alan is to come to BSI every day. Right, and the hope that gets filled up in that guy of like very easily any other company, it would have been, dude, you can't make it. Don't worry about it. Don't even bother coming in. See ya. Imagine if that would have been the reaction that he got that day after going through what he went through. It's not. Thankfully, you're in your position. BSI is where it is in Metamora, right? Do I have that right? Yep. Yes, it's actually, and, and, it's actually Oxford on Metamore Road, but let's, there we let's go. make sure we say Oxford because all I right, fine, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> I don't want it, I don't want you to not be able to to have that clout for yourself. Jacob being where he was and being the trooper that responded in the right time, right? Um, a lot of people say uh, coincidence. I know for a damn fact you don't believe in coincidence, right? Um, you believe in. Uh, serendipitous uh, divine intervention and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, a very bad thing that could have happened and did happen to Alan uh, probably filled up a cup full of hope that was very, very depleted that day. And uh, I'm thankful that you are who you are and that you share that story with us. Um, I want you to end the story uh, with your your largest takeaway from it um in all right i know there's a lot of things you learn and seen and interactions and emotions but what's the largest takeaway that you could advise somebody on right hey i i had this thing happen this is what i learned from that what would it be you think ryan i think i think the biggest thing in in any business as a leader you're never ever too good to learn because if you think you if you think you've made it, you're crazy. Because the busier and the bigger and the more I want to impact people, the harder it is. And so when people think, well, you know, like I, that's why I love this quote so much. That's why I've been doing it my whole life. This is the only thing that I've stayed true to is I am not going to do one day. I'm doing day one. And if you keep saying one day, you know, once I get to this point, I'll, I'll have less stress. And once I get make this amount of money, I'll have this. That's the mentality is going to ruin everything in your in your path. So yeah. what I say by your this whole is perspective you, of how you look at life would be different. Right? Right? I mean, it's never going to be good enough if you say never, that no matter what enough. you got, it will never be good enough. And so I want you to know that you are enough. You are good. You just have to start today. And I think that yeah. that's where, where people don't realize is like, well, yeah, it's easier said than done. But I'm telling you, do it consistent for a year and watch how your life changes. Because yeah. I did it for six years and my life changed completely. 
like six years, if you can do something consistent for that long, your life's going to change completely. Take a picture of yourself now and take a picture in a year <laughs> later and a year later and a year later. I was 355 pounds six years ago. Like yeah. my life has changed. You, your life has changed. I mean, we, when yeah, we, we were met, talking about it before, yeah, right? We yeah. were talking about it before we were at an event uh, a year and a half ago or so. And I was like, dude, that picture is what started it all. Like that started everything with, with me and, and trying to be healthier and longer, right. And be a good leader, like no self-control. Okay. That's probably a major leadership flaw, right? Um, so here, here it is you and I hanging out, no conversation, no nothing, but you and I took a photo together. And if you wouldn't have been there, that photo wouldn't have got taken. You didn't have to say anything. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to be there, Ryan Austin. And it made a huge impact in my life, right? Uh, the irony of that, that Ryan Austin is in all these different places at all these times um, that are life-changing moments for people, I don't think is coincidence. And I know you're incredibly humble uh, and would never say that, but I think all these things that you're striving for to be and to have in your life are there, right? We've seen too much evidence of it for him not to be there. So I think you're on the great course and trajectory and uh, I'm thankful for that, my friend. I'm thankful that you're you're in my life and you're in a lot of people's lives. It's making a difference in this journey that we're on. Well, if we can just impact one person in life, think of the ripple effect we'll have. You know, it's just like this world needs this. Like if if I could if I could click my fingers today, right now, if I could change the world, it would be asking everybody to just show empathy to people and just show love and show hope because once we do that everything changes in the world everything completely yeah. everything negative starts those to hard turn dividing to lines yeah yeah those hard dividing lines start to blur right and mm -hmm. i think that's what what the world needs if we're looking for that type of change so here's a, here's a question i have for you uh just being in a picture with ryan austin has made a big difference in my life uh and obviously different different other people's lives have had more little more Ryan Austin it takes in order for that to happen. Where are we going to see you this winter, man? We we catch up a lot over the winter months. Where are we going to find Ryan Austin? Paybex, San Antonio. So, so I I will probably be uh, at Ignite um for sure. Okay. Um okay. I will be at uh, the TCS meetup in November. Um in January I'll Big. be at the retreat. I, I don't want to do a big unveil, but that's a big meetup coming up. There's a big oh, yeah. oh, announcement yeah. to be made oh, yeah. there. So I, I don't know that I'm going to make it. I'm going to try to, but it's a very exciting because I know that uh, it's for all, all of our friends, right? So I'm very excited about that. And I think I think Ryan Austin is going to do a little traveling, um, go to a, several different companies within the United States to, to, cool. to really just uh, collab with a couple different companies. I mean, uh, to be honest, we all have a lot to learn. And, you know, I just got back, and I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen it on social media, but I just got back from an amazing event uh, with my son. It was his birthday on the 25th. Yeah. And he's a big Lions fan, but he's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. And yeah, that's how you know the kid has a lot of hope, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right, he's right. he's a Lions fan, yeah. for sure. He's got that cup is so, full. So for thirty years of my life, I've ruined every Sunday by watching the Lions, and I said, you know what? That's a true <laughs> fan. I said that's a true yeah. fan by being being able to stand. I'm a Michigan State fan, so I've been through my ups and downs. I I remember when I was in elementary school, they take the Michigan State football and they throw it over the fence and say, "We're not playing with this. We're playing with the Michigan ball." So it's it's <laughs> one of those things. So I've always been that person that like 
I don't vary. I'm always that straight. Like this is my team. The underdogs. I don't how it is. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, my son's that way, and my son is yeah. a, a Lions fan, true and true. He's a big, you know, big fan. But we go, and he's got his Mahomes jersey, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to let my son be the only person that's wearing KC and a Detroit hat. So I bought a KC hat or a, a Lions hat that I had and a, a KC shirt, and we were walking around the stadium. And you wouldn't believe how many people came up to us and asked us and, and said, well, why this? Why that? And I said, you know what? We both need hope. And that's what I used to say. Yeah. Like, because, like, the, what what do you say to somebody when 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 they come at you and say, well, no, you just say, we, we both need a little hope, man. That's why we're, yeah. you know, we're celebrating both teams. But I, I really, you know, that was an experience in my life that, like, it was so awesome because I didn't get to do that as a young kid. So like being able to take my kid to a game like this, not only did I take him to a game, we were eating lunch the day of the game at Q39 in Kansas City barbecue. And we're sitting there and my son looks at me and goes, hey, dad, there's St. Brown. There's St. Brown from the Lions. I'm like, what? I look over and he's like, yeah, that's him. I said, well, go over and you know, talk to him. He's like, no, I'm not going. I said, well, guess what, son? I said, today you're going to go talk to him. And I said, we're both going to go up and talk to him. I said, the reason yeah. why is because, you know, one day I'll run into a Lions player. No, day one, I live this life. I teach my kid this life. Day one yeah. is now. We're going to go over there. We're not going to the game unless we go over there. He's like, what? I go, we are not going to the game unless we go over there. So we get up. He's got a KC jersey on, Lions hat. And he walks up to me, and I and I and I entered. I basically said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, my son's a big fan. I don't want to make a big scene." And he he was wondering if he could have your autograph on his hat. And he's like, "Well, he's like, how about better? You take your shirt off, your jersey off, and I'll sign your hat, and I'll get a picture with you." And Gavin, before I even looked around, he had a shirt off in the middle of the restaurant. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. So I got pictures. Your hesitation is completely gone. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you right now, this kid is the luckiest kid in the world. Because what I'm telling you is, is like, things like this happen. And he's like, Dad, this yeah. is the best birthday I've ever had in my life. I don't know, I don't know how we're going to top it. Well, three years ago, we got a Kenny Willickis glove on the 50-yard line, first yeah. row. We went down there. He gave the glove, and that was a Michigan wait, State. Wait, wait us at the bar. I was gonna say, dude, wait so us at the bar. Every year, dad. it's like every year, dude. dude so it's I like, live, dude. We, you just you watch Eli. I, I live the same life, dude. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> dang, dude. I've 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 put myself in position to be like, well, it's got to be better than before, and it's got to be better than before. Ironically, however the universe works, and who whoever is in control of it tends to be able to be in your favor and put those opportunities and those things in front of you. You know, you there's know, times you know where like, go ahead. No, you know, what's crazy about that is, is like, everybody's like, Oh, you're spoiling your son. You're spoiling the son. I am teaching my son the fundamentals of life. Like, yeah. like I get to be a mentor to my son every yep. second. Like I get to teach yeah. the good and the bad. Dude, he's if my you best friend, dude. Me, it's not easy. It's like, yeah, it's like, like we have a connection. We're going to Michigan State this Saturday. I got season tickets. Yeah. Like it's an experience. Everything we do in life, everything I do in my company, everything like I, we, we created an experience. It's the experience. We're here for just, a short time, man. We are. We're here for we a are. short time, right? And, and, and we were put into this world to experience it, right? So mm -hmm. I want to experience everything all we can all at once, right? There's times where Eli, 
and I think that we've done a good job of also showing them contrast into what the world is and the life we live versus what other people live. Eli will look over sometimes and be like, I live a pretty good life. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. cool. That's good. Because most of the time we're at, like you just said, we're at things going, dude, I never got to do this stuff. Man, you guys are getting this and getting to be able to do that. But I think, um, you know, there's times where we also do things that give back and they feel really good about that. And sometimes Elizabeth's this way. She chooses that, right? Like, hey, do you want to go to the game or do you want to attend this event or do that with so-and-so and help out? She's like, I want to help out, right? So I think, um, I think you know, the world, you are who you are. The things happen to you that happen to you in order for you to make the most of it and learn from it and experience it with the people around you so that they can as well. And uh, I'm thankful for that. You know, you know, if if I didn't know Ryan Austin, I may have never stumbled upon the story between Alan and Jacob and been able to bring that to the audience here at Blacktop Banter. I want people to be able to follow you. Um, where can they do that at? LinkedIn, correct? Ryan Austin. They can do it at LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Ryan Austin. Yep. And then BSI Paving uh, on any platform. But, you know, on Instagram, it's the real Ryan Austin. Um, mm -hmm. and to be honest with you, uh, you know, things happen for us, not to us. And that's the mentality mm -hmm. I've always had, you know, and I think that, you know, when, when one door closes, another one opens. And I tell my, I tell my leadership team this all the time because they're, they're, they, they have sometimes a scarcity mentality. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Like, what if it does happen? You know, yeah. I mean, what if it does happen? I mean, yeah, we it, get some excitement it, finally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a, like a Peter, Peter Crone thing. I don't know if anybody follows Peter mm -hmm. Crone, but if they, if they do, he's an, he's an amazing, amazing mind architect, but it's like, you know, if it hasn't happened, it's not going to really happen. So like, and it mm -hmm. could happen, but you don't know. So like my, my, my mentality is, is like, you have to just open it and just see what happens. And, and, Things are going to happen where somebody leaves our company because they have a better opportunity. Well, let's wish them luck. And then one yes. person comes in, it could be better. That's how yeah. it works. So. It's all perspective and uh, the way you look at everything and how you take it, right? I mean, yeah. we, there's, there's stuff that happens that scares me, man, right? And there's big things that hit you and you have that moment of what are we going to do, right? And I think that that's the, the basis of the story is how you react when that stuff goes on, how how you emotionally react and the steps you take in your plan. And I think Alan had that, right? Mm -hmm. His freaking truck started on fire and he's like, what am I going to do? Right? So he starts sending pictures and videos to you. And then all of a sudden the universe starts to work and coordinate to make things happen for him in a positive way. I do want to, I do want to thank a couple people though. I do. I'll end them on here. Yeah, I do want to sure. thank you for having me. Um, you yeah, know, of course, here, my I friend. just, uh, it's just an amazing honor to be able to come on here and just be able to talk to you and, you know, have you as my friend and, you know, knowing that, you know, I can count on you. You know, I think that that's yeah, what absolutely. friends is all about is be able to count on somebody if you need something. Um, and then also, too, I have to thank my wife because if I didn't have my wife to be to me be my biggest fan, she's like constantly like supporting me like there's for the first eight years of my life. All I did was work seven days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day. And she stuck through it yeah. because of the vision, the vision yeah. that I casted, the, the mission that we had as a company and we put it out there and I just kept going. And I told her, I said, give me 10 years. 
if if I don't make it in ten years, we'll figure it out. Yep. Ten years hits, we start catapulting. Eleven years better. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and then I have my life changing yep. event, and I change it from having a a, a I, I call it the most successful thing that I ever thought I would be to completely change the narrative, quitting drinking, losing 150 pounds, literally like changing the directory and the mission that you're on right now. And now things are starting to catapult. Like, I mean, literally people are coming in my life for a reason and a season and a lifetime because I just got to celebrate yesterday. One of my superintendents, he's been here 10 years. And you know, man. the best thing about that is, is 10 years ago, I pulled him off a couch drinking drugs alcohol everything just just long he did lose his wife but he didn't lose his kid now he has a yeah. kid that he can take care of and that's my mission is just just to give people that second chance and that's what fills my cup up having somebody be able to do that 10 years and be with the company and put that effort in and you know what that guy i, I look at him like He's here every day. And I think that that's what we need to start doing in our life is like we have to hold people to a standard. We have to hold people on a pedestal because those people are the ones that feed us, that help us get to where we are. And if we didn't, if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would do what I do. So like I, I yeah. love helping people out. And I think that that stems from my grandfather. Now, he, he passed away 15 years ago, but he is looking looking down and he's saying I'm proud of you. There you go. Yeah, that's a life that's a life well lived. Surrounding yeah. yourself with that type of stuff. So, it sounds like uh there's a lot of hope, right? Yeah. Uh over there. I mean, you're talking about your wife giving you yeah. 10 years. Imagine if you would have said give me 5 years. You know what I mean? You will work you will work double as hard, right? Yeah. And then yeah. and switch to there. Good good thing you didn't say give me 20 years for, <laughs> for sure, right? So, uh you know we we can't thank you enough for everything you do uh for our circle uh for the industry whether they know it or not and i'm sure for uh these stories that keep coming up through ryan austin and bsi uh thank you for being that uh you're just a funnel man you're funnel you're you're the you're the you're the the pathway the tunnel for these these stories that keep coming up that over and over so we're really thankful for that in our circle and in, and in our industry thank you for joining us again today uh, congratulations on another season at BSI. Uh, very, very good. And uh, we love seeing the content. Don't get me wrong. As Asphalt Junkies as we all are, we love seeing all the cool projects and equipment and the great video edits that came from BSI this year. Congratulations on that stuff as well, but also these stories as well. And, um, man, uh, BSI is a place second chances. We're going to have you back on at some point. We'll give you a second chance, too, to come back on here and and say it. what's up but looking forward to seeing you this winter my friend and uh spending some time and taking a new picture right and then this time maybe yeah. i'll see how I'll, I'll be like man i don't look buff enough and then next time maybe i'll be buff who knows you never know with me man so yeah, i've been, uh, I've been training so oh man there I've we go training right, for this I, marathon. I got I got 31 days left and i'll be running this marathon so i'll do 26.2 miles so once I get right, that, well, that's the bar. I'm to myself, so I can't. I'm gonna start at 5K. I'm gonna start at 5K. All right. <laughs> I'm always gonna be behind Ryan Austin BSI. I'm cool with that. I'll start at 5K, and then maybe maybe one day we'll get there. But you'll be doing ultra. You'll get there soon. Then, so. You'll get there soon. Thanks, I think man. I think there's an invite right now for you to next year in August to come up to 
our town and run the crim with me. That's a 10 miler. So you got a whole year to train for that. And if you could come All up, right. we'll party. We'll, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have a, a great time. We'll, 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 is there going to be ibuprofen at this party? Is there oh, going to yeah. be ibuprofen oh, at this party? Yeah. Okay, fine. I mean, I'm in then. If yeah. if that's that kind of party, if it's ibuprofen and sweet tea, I'm in. Man. So, yeah. Sounds like a sounds like sounds like a plan, my friend. Well, thanks again. Uh, congratulations uh, on another season on all these great stories. And already, I'm sorry about the Lions and the NFC North for this season, just the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna let you go for my myself here at Blacktop Banner and Chris in the studio. Uh, and for my friend Ryan Austin and his wonderful brother Mark, who uh, I haven't seen in a while, I'm gonna get over there. We're gonna be over there soon. I'm gonna after this podcast, Ryan. I'm gonna send you some information and an invite to something that I'm doing in Michigan that I'd love you to pop up and take a look at. Nice. And uh, once again, talk about asphalt. I mean, that's what we do here. We speak asphalt, right? It's blacktop banter. Thanks again for joining us, my friend. As for myself, once again, it's blacktop banter where we speak asphalt. Peace. Hey there, Blacktop Banner fans. This is Hayden. I am the co-founder of Spot On Site. Uh, we're asphalt contractors ourselves. We run an asphalt paving company based out of Denver, Colorado. We know this is a game-changing app that will help you measure and mark your locations and your parking lots, document using time-stamped photos, videos, and comments, and send professional-looking reports to your customers. We have a free 14-day trial on spotonsiteapp.com. Hey, Jessica Lombardo with Pavex, the pavement experience, and I want to invite you all to join us in San Antonio for the first ever event. It will be held January 30th through February 1st at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. We are going to have a live equipment demonstration over two days, 60 hours of educational programming, and a full trade show floor with over 75 manufacturers of equipment in the paving and pavement maintenance space. So, Please join us there, and to learn more and get yourself registered, visit www.pavexshow.com. When it comes to asphalt tools and supplies, Liberty Supply has darn near everything you need. I actually think the owner, Sam, sleeps on a mountain of spray tips in their warehouse alongside the pour pots, hot pots, steel brooms, chalk lines, flagging tape, and hundreds of other items. If you call Sam today at 800-397-9907, or visit libertysupply.biz, they'll get you set up with everything you need. For custom and multi-piece stencils, I always turn to Stencil Plus. They've supplied every stencil we use, and these things last a long time. Actually, I should probably call Jeff over at Stencil Plus and just say hi, because it's been a long time since I've had to place an order. Anyway, if you want long-lasting, high-quality stencils, head over to stencilplus.com and save 10% by using code BB10 during checkout.